You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Two games last night at halftime, three-point difference. Two games, four-point difference. Some great basketball last night and a couple of surprises. Welcome to the program. Welcome to a Friday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. And yes, it is a meat Friday. In case you're wondering, skirt steak tacos, Mexican rice, who has it better than we do? No. Thank you. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Say good morning. Good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner, and also our great radio affiliates around the country. Gonzaga goes down in flames, been a number one seed for the last five years, but uh, there's no championship to show for it. This year, no different. They were surprised by Arkansas last night. And Gonzaga's come a long, long way as a program because it used to be we didn't talk about Gonzaga until we got to March. And then it'd be, man, they did it again. And there'd always be one or two guys that might play in the NBA. It was always the place where John Stockton played. But then you'd get guys like Dan Dickow and you go, all right, Adam Morrison. It was a cute program, a underdog program. They're not underdogs anymore. Now they're a blue blood. And you had Jalen Suggs, a lottery pick last season. Chet Holmgren looks like he's going to be a top five pick. He's destined to be an Orlando Magic, but uh, there's no national title there. And now you might be questioning, if you can't win the last two years, are you going to get over the hump? This is an elite program. you got a Hall of Fame coach. And if there's one thing Gonzaga's taught us over the last 20 years, it's to never underestimate that small school in the state of Washington. But here is Mark Few after Gonzaga loses to Arkansas. You know, we started this year number one, and we were the only one that could hang on to it. Everybody else kept falling off every two weeks, and and my guys held it and held it till the uh, bitter end and did a good job taking everybody's best shots. So I think after a week or so, we'll be able to look back. It's just it's hard. We're not used to losing in this this round over these last four or five years. We've been able to advance past this round and, and keep it going, so I think we're a little bit in shock. I know we give too much credit, too much blame to the coach, but when it comes to these games – You invest in that coach, and I know it sounds like I'm slighting Mark Few. Eric Musselman can coach with anybody in the country. And that's why I said Arkansas was a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog, and I said they can win this game. Here is Eric Musselman talking about everybody saying Arkansas had no chance. We believed, you know, nobody else did. We read everything. I'm telling you, we put it up on our screen every single meal. Thank you to everybody that said we had no chance. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, use it as motivation. He probably didn't use my quote where he says, everybody says we have no chance. Well, Dan Patrick said we have a chance. But he's just saying that because he's friends with my wife. It'd be great if he shouted me out. But I work with Daniel Sargent, his wife, at uh, the mothership. Always rooting for Arkansas. Yeah, that's right, Dan. (laughs) This is the third time in tournament history multiple number one seeds lost on the same day in the Sweet 16 or earlier. Last time was March of 1995. Arizona goes down in flames. Uh, Villanova looked good. Houston, got to give them a lot of credit because I knew it was going to be a slugfest. Kelvin Sampson did a great job with Houston this year. Duke, you know, that's one of those... They're playing Texas Tech. Like, if you're going to go out, if Coach K doesn't go to the national title game, I don't want him going out late at night against Texas Tech. 
no offense, but Texas Tech, unless Bob Knight was still coaching there, but, you know, you're like, come on. Or even Chris Beard, but he's now in Texas. Uh, Sweet 16 tonight, St. Peter's versus Purdue, Providence versus Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, Iowa State, and Miami. You know, there's no pressure on me today. My brackets, they're done. Nothing to see here because I had Arizona and Gonzaga meeting for the national championship. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Yes, Paulie. Dan, if your bracket is dead, mine is already buried in the (laughs) casket and under the ground. That's mine. This program brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Somebody who understands your issues, works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based reps available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Poll question today, Seton O'Connor. We got a couple options from Paulie here that are fun. By the way, Seton, now I'm not on social media, but Seton yesterday addressed a topic on social media where I don't know how many people suggest suggested that this show is scripted. And I thought, <laughs> how could we possibly script this? And if we did script it, I can assure you we would script other parts better than, yes. than we do now. Now, I, I, I'm going to show you that if you're watching on Peacock... This is it. I mean, I, I, this is what our rundown is. That's all it is. Yeah, the rundown I, we put together in the morning is almost childlike. It, it's the very bare bones basic. Yeah. Our show, I, when Seton posted this the other day, I thought, I thought he was kind of joking. We're the opposite of rehearsed, and we actually try to talk as little as possible, prepare, not prepare, but save it for the show. Yes. I want to react naturally. Just like you as a member of the audience. Like, can I script Todd can't get through his S's? Yes. But there are people who think that that is scripted. There are people who think that, like, uh, oh my God. Yeah, good. Relying on too many scripted bits right now. Ryan scripted, uh, like, Jeff in <laughs> Detroit scripted. Uh, and you're like, dude, what? Wouldn't we write better scripts for them? <laughs> then, <laughs> like, or wouldn't we try to hire better script writers then? Like, we don't have a big staff here, but Jeff in Detroit calls in. I don't know what he's talking about. Believe Ryan it or not, this is all off the top of our heads. <laughs> Damn. Thank you. I mean, you gave us a lot of credit there. We do prepare, but I don't know sometimes what we're talking about or when we're talking about it, and neither do the Danettes. But I, uh, I was surprised that people thought that it was scripted. Now, there are shows that I know are scripted, <laughs> And we're not like that. Yes, Paul. Also, the concept of scripting three hours, that's probably like 100 pages of content. I remember there was a host who filled in for you once, yeah. about 15, eh, 12 years ago. He's on, gone on to a great career, and he tried to script his segments. He had about eight pages front and back. It looked like that movie Seven with all the notes yeah. and the little words. Yeah. And he was paralyzed by the script, and he was looking down. I was like, that won't work. This isn't scripted. But if you think it is, um, thank you, I guess. But no, Todd is Todd. And Todd has no idea what I'm going to address or not address or the opportunity or mock headlines or limerick, any of that. That's more refreshing that way. Yes, we have fun. We've had more fun on this show, I think, since we got to L.A. for the Super Bowl. The last couple of months have been as much fun, I think, as we've had on this program. And we did lose McLovin, but Marvin has stepped in and done a wonderful job. But, you know, we just adjusted the show a little bit, but there's, there's nothing scripted. Uh, you know, I'll do an Above the Noise, and that's scripted, but that's 60 seconds of the show. That's, 
That's it, but that was written last night or early this morning. But, uh, yeah, Seton got a little fired up there with uh, social media and the show being scripted. Well, I, like, moderate this Facebook group. Oh, that's right. And so I see a lot of comments, and I, I try to let people, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't take down every negative thing, you know what I mean? Some things that I feel like are really out of line I'll take down or something like that, but I try to let people just speak yeah. and stay out of it. Yeah. But occasionally, as you guys know, something can get under my skin. That's true. That's true. And so I just felt like I needed to address something. I had never heard that before. In fact, I've heard the opposite where they go, you should probably script more of that show. <laughs> you guys might want to think this out a little more. Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about preparing a little bit more? Yeah, Paulie. Dan, I also agree that the past three months have been the best time of my career. And I want to thank you personally, Dan Patrick Emmy winner, for making it a glorious Sound time. like you time. Were Sorry. I was on the back page. Time. That, that, that's a run on sentence. You got to put a couple of It was on the back of the page. Time. <laughs> Back to you, Dan. But see, that was scripted oh. that Paulie was going to read something. So even then. You told me to do that yesterday. Yes, that was fake. That was fake. All right, welcome to the program. Uh, already in progress. I already know how all of this ends because I've written it. Poorly for us. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. No, poorly, poorly for Fritzy because oh, yes. Fritzy gets a pie today. I do. Yeah, lost his uh, Broncos bet. Oh, who else is applauding? Marvin is because he took two pies earlier this week. And Marvin is doing the honors. Marvin is uh, with his small hands. Now, you may have to use both hands on the pie. Maybe a third hand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Seaton. I've already gotten uh, from someone named Dylan on <laughs> Twitter, which is very funny. This is exactly the script that someone who didn't want us to think the show was scripted would write. Well said. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> but did we script Dylan saying this ah! so we could include him in this? Right. There's no Dylan. We just made that up. Yeah, Paul. Can we get a new category, best scripted TV series? We got another chance for an Emmy. I like it. Maybe we got a chance. Ah, I we're talking. like it. All right. Uh, this is more of a drama than it is a live comedy show, sports show. You got a poll question? That was not scripted, by the way. <laughs> you went off script right there, Steve. Yeah. All right. What right. do you have? Uh, should we script this show? Yes, no. <laughs> um, no. Here's, a, here's a one that only Paul could probably come up with because it's very... Um, uh, Gonzaga is a great basketball program, a nice basketball program. Mm. Big difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, Paulie. You can't be a great basketball program without a title. Now, you could throw back in my face, Dan Marino was a great quarterback, yes. and no one's going to argue that. But can Gonzaga be considered a, a powerhouse? But could I say the Dolphins are a great franchise? They had titles in the 70s. Yes. If Gonzaga's had nothing. Yeah. No offense. You know, they've been they've been fantastic but, to watch. But, but how long in between championships? Like when do you become great and how long do you become great or stay great if you don't win championships? Oh, the back row is fired. Yes, Seaton. Like UCLA. Yes. Are they currently great or nice? But they won one with Ed O'Bannon. That's a while ago. That was a while back. <laughs> okay. They're still kind of dining out on Toby Bailey. Great call. <laughs> Thank you. Earl Watson? Yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, yes, Todd. Can we start the poll question with, given the conference they're in, dot, 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 mm -hmm. the whole mid-major thing that they hate so much? Do you have something to say? I I like that poll question because there's definitely an argument to be made with that well, cutting what down do you, the nets. What, you got to pick. I, I would go nice over great. A nice program. Yeah. 
I would say very nice, but that's not one of the choices. They're a relevant program. That's somewhere between nice and great. Because greatness comes with championships. Yes, Eden. If you listen to that soundbite that you played earlier today with Mark Few. Yeah. And he was saying, hey, everybody's taking their best shot at us. And I'm just happy that these guys. That's a big time program comment, not an underdog nice program comment. Yeah, I hate when I hear that. Like, you should take it as a compliment. Yes, they gear up for you. They do that for Duke every year. Uh, you know, they're going to do that for Tom Brady this year. And you gear up against the best. Yeah, Marv. Uh, here's my thing. So will Mark Few ever, ever, ever be on the hot seat at Gonzaga? No. So they're relevant. They're not a great program because a great program would suggest that a couple losing seasons or a couple of high seeds and you don't win it all. There's some pressure. Okay. Is is uh, John Calipari on the hot seat? Wouldn't he be more so on the hot seat? Kind of hot seatish right ish. now. Yes, hot seatish. Yes, Polish. So in the last two decades, what resume would you want? Gonzaga relevant every year, going to the tournament high seed, or Florida, who won two national titles, oh six, oh seven, and hasn't really done much before mm. or after. But that little run they had with Noah and Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan. I would rather be Gonzaga. I want to be relevant every year. But Florida's got back to back. Billy Donovan's I got know. Him. I know, but you have to remind people. Now, you might go Gonzaga and people go, yeah, they lost again. No. Oh, they didn't win the championship again. Yes, yes, Tom. But to get past the whole, oh, but you're in that conference, that's why you're 31 and 1 or 32 and 0 every year. It's like play some, you know, real teams. The only way to get past that is to go all the way, win six straight games, and cut down those nets at least one time. All right. Back to you in the studio. All right. Thank you, Tom. Well, then maybe they, they should join the Pac, uh, Pac 12. Maybe they should. All right. Yes. We're sort of making a pro-rel argument right now. Yeah. You need to be promoted up into the big boys or you need to be relegated down to the other guys. Yeah, it's a relevant program. Um, you know, when you go all in and you get the number one pick and Chet Holmgren or the number one recruit and he comes in, um, he had a rough night. I didn't think the officials were fair to him on a couple of those fouls that were called. But, you know, you got to show up in the first half. But I, what I saw was Arkansas was going to be more physical. They took it to Gonzaga. And Chad Holmgren paid the price. And, and look, you know, he's a project. He's got potential. But this is what basketball is now. You can be one and done and not be anywhere near a finished product. And he might not be for three or four years. And he might not be even when he gets into the NBA and is there for three or four years. There's a lot of potential there, but he didn't show up in the first half. And then you get into foul trouble, and Arkansas Arkansas got every loose ball. I love watching that. If, if it's a 50-50, who's getting the ball? And Arkansas got the ball almost 90% of the time. And I thought that that was a really strong statement. Rebounds, they weren't afraid. A couple of big blocks in there. And uh, you send Gonzaga packing. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll get to phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Fritzy has Gonzaga mock headlines. I'm also bitter because I had the Zags winning it all over Arizona. So, you know, that's why maybe I'm taking my shots at how they should be considered a nice program instead of a great program. All right. So there is some anger there. Okay. All right. Especially seeing all those balls going to the other team and not the Zags. All right. We'll take a break. It's been uh, a great month in the NFL. The NFL was undefeated. 
Who had the best month and who got the better end of the Kansas City-Miami trade with Tyreek Hill? I did love Tyreek Hill's honesty as to why he wanted to go to the Dolphins. We'll have that for you coming up next here. And our good buddy Ross Tucker will stop by. Former Raider GM Mike Mayock. A lot to talk to him about. We're back after this on the scripted Dan Patrick Show. I was talking to Tyler this morning because Tyler goes, you're going to play golf this weekend? I go, I'd like to. And he goes, did we get the new Odyssey putter in? I said, you know, come to think of it, Callaway didn't send me the new Trihot 5K. Maybe they can't keep it in stock. It's that good. Because when it comes to putters, numero uno. You know what that means, Todd? That would be number one. Odyssey. Number one putter on every major tour in 2021. Number one worldwide wins of the last 37 majors across PGA LPGA Champions Tour. Not only did more people, more pros, play an Odyssey putter in those majors, but more pros won majors in 2021 with an Odyssey putter. And it takes more than just a good year to become the number one putter. This is consistency. And it's got that white hot insert that you love. Try hot 5K. It's uh, the forgiveness of a mallet putter, but it's a classic blade. See what makes Odyssey the numero uno putter on tour at odysseygolf.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I was curious what Tyreek Hill would say, the reason why he decided to uh, leave Kansas City, because Kansas City was going to make him a nice offer. I don't think he ever wanted to go to the Jets, but uh, Tyreek Hill was asked why he chose the Miami Dolphins, and he had this to say. It's tough, man, but if somebody comes to you with a lot of money, (laughs) it, it, it changes. It changes. The feelings start to change a little bit. Okay. Uh, now, you said he was just kidding. You wasn't kidding. It's all about the money. All right. It was an offer he couldn't turn down. But I wonder who got the better end of this deal. If you just said right now who got the better end of the deal, I do like what Kansas City did because I think they had to do that. I don't want to tie that kind of money up with a guy I might lose the following year. You get all those draft picks. Now, are they going to be as explosive? Mike Mayock, the former Raider GM, will join us a little bit later on to talk about this. But right now, Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And you can follow him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Ross, good morning. Let's start with the, the trade. And we probably have to wait a couple of years, I guess, to assess this. But uh, on face value, what part of the trade do you like or not like? Well, it's it's funny, Dan, because I, I don't like it in the near term for the Chiefs, yeah. but... They're taking a longer time horizon. Look at this thing, right? They're not just looking at this year or the year after. They know they have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback for the next 10 years. And I think they're trying to make sure that they have a chance to play in more conference championship games, get to more Super Bowls while they have Mahomes. You know, he signed a big contract, but it's actually going to end up being pretty affordable. It's not as much money and as bad against the cap as people think. Travis Kelsey, I think, is very underpaid. I'm a little surprised he signed the contract he did a year ago, that extension. And I think the Chiefs kind of thought that 
Tyreek Hill would go along with it, right? Mahomes didn't get every penny he could have. Kelsey didn't get every penny he could have. Tyreek Hill didn't get the memo. Tyreek Hill didn't care. Um, he absolutely went for the most money and going to South Florida and more power to him. That's his prerogative. But I don't love it for the Chiefs' chances of winning the Super Bowl in 2022. I do appreciate that Andy Reid and Brett Veach realize it's not all about 2022. Meanwhile, Dan, for the Dolphins, it kind of is a lot about 2022, yeah. right? Yeah. This is Tua's third year. They have to make a decision on his fifth-year option after this season. They still have two first-round picks next year. So the Dolphins need to know if two is the guy or not at the end of this year. If he is and they pick up the fifth-year option, maybe they extend him, whatever. If he's not, they decline the option and very possibly draft another quarterback next year with one of those two first-round picks. I think the biggest football reason why the Dolphins got Tyreek Hill is to basically end Teron Armstead. They get the left tackle, Dan. They get maybe the number one receiver. No excuses. This is a no-excuse season for Tua. The Dolphins want to have a definitive answer at the end of 2022 on their quarterback. More likely to get exposed, and exposed is a tricky word to use, Patrick Mahomes or Tyreek Hill? Probably Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is still going to put up 30 points a game. I think he's still going to have a big year. I don't know that Tyreek Hill with Tua Tungo-Vailoa is going to get as many of the deep balls as he got. I think one of the reasons why the Dolphins wanted Tyreek Hill is because they know that Tua Tungo-Vailoa doesn't really produce that many explosive plays. He's not Mahomes, Dan. Yeah, but Tyreek Hill turns those sh- Tyreek turns those in to big plays. So a 10-yard in, and he can take it to the house. So he does make – he's going to make Tua better from the standpoint of you're not going to throw it 60 yards, but I'm going to take it 60 yards. Right, and that's where they got him. If you look at it, though – Tyreek Hill caught more deep balls from Mahomes than people. I mean, a lot of those were deeper throws down the field, and he blew past people. The best thing Tyreek Hill has going for him is Mike McDaniel, the new head coach in Miami. He knows better than anybody in the NFL, he and Kyle Shanahan, how to get the ball to their run-after-catch guys in stride so they can run after the catch. I mean, you look at Debo Samuel, even at times, Ayuk, they do an unbelievable job in San Francisco of getting the ball to those guys on the move with some space, and then they know what to do with it. That's the thing that gives Tyreek Hill a chance to still be super productive is I think McDaniel's going to be able to give him the ball a lot on some of those slants. We had Chris Sims on yesterday, and I said, who do you like better, Tyreek Hill or – uh, Devontae Adams, you know who he picked? Probably Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. What do you make of Let that? Let me check my script, Dan. Yeah. I, I, know you, I know your shows are Yeah, scripted. I sent you. Uh, come on. Let me see what I'm supposed I to say I said you're now. supposed to slam the table. It says on the script. Uh, I'm supposed to say, no, I did not see who Chris Sims picked, Dan. Can you tell me? He picked Tyreek Hill. <laughs> now you slam the table. You you slam. You the, didn't like it. No, you slam the table. That's what oh, it says on the script. Yeah, 
I disagree with that, Dan. I disagree with Chris And then you call out Chris Sims and you call him a pretty boy. That's what the script says. (laughs) You know, in, in all sincerity, I don't think he's a better receiver than Devontae Adams. I think he provides more value for a team than Devontae Adams. And I'm going to try to explain okay. that, right? right. Devontae Adams is the best route runner in the NFL. I think he's incredible. Tyree Kill is someone that dictates defensive coverage every play. Adams does a little bit, but Adams is not a guy that's going to take it to the house all the time. Not a guy that puts that much fear in co- – cornerbacks don't like going against Devontae Adams because he makes them look bad and he can get a nice 15-yard gain, whatever. Tyree Kill just embarrasses people. I mean, he's the fastest fo- – Dan, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I was in the NFL since 2001. He's the fastest football player I've ever seen, and I'm not sure who's close. It, it's breathtaking how fast he is compared to NFL defensive backs. Yeah, I was wondering, when you see somebody in person, I always bring up this story. When I was at the Olympics in London, and I got to see Usain Bolt in person, oh, it's, it's, it's completely different than watching him on TV. Because you're watching, you know, TV stays focused on him. When you're watching, it's like, it's like CGI. You're going, you're just moving down the track. Watching Tyreek Hill in person, it's... It just is night and day difference than watching on TV. By the way, Dan, I I got a Usain Bolt take for you. Are you ready? Yeah. I think he's the most impressive athlete of all time. And here's why I say that, okay? Any NFL guy, Tom Brady, whatever, that's great. But there's a million kids that play high school football in, like, the whole world, right? In America, and I'm sure there's some in the U.K. or whatever. And then soccer, there's a lot of people that play soccer. Michael Phelps, crazy impressive. But a lot of people don't try to be swimmers. Everybody in the whole world, billions of people, (laughs) has run at some point. Like, you know if you're fast or not. At some point, you had to run. Africa... Asia, what you run. So you know if you're fast or not. Of every single human being in the world, all of whom knows if they're fast or not, Usain Bolt is still that much faster than every other human being. That, to me, is by far the most impressive physical feat. I mean, forget LeBron, Michael Jordan. I mean, that's all that's great. But for Usain Bolt to be that much faster than every other human being on the entire planet – is crazy. Paulie scripted that. You read it quite well. And uh, <laughs> um, if everybody in the history of mankind lined up at its starting line for 100 meters, Usain Bolt wins. Yes, by a decent amount. I mean, I need a big track to get everybody in the history of mankind to run the 100-meter dash. But imagine that. Is, is, there, is there any... Anything else where you go, that guy will be the number one guy. So the fastest person who's ever walked the earth. Is there any other category where you go, if you lined up everybody, uh, this person's going to be, you know, heads above the rest with everybody in the history of mankind? No, because the thing is, like any other sport you talk about, a lot of people have never played basketball. A lot of people have never played baseball. Like, and all that's impressive. Like, literally every human being that's ever lived 
he's that much faster. It's hard to believe actually, right? Like there's billions of people with a B billions. (laughs) And when you watch him at the Olympics, Dan, and you were there, he blows away. He blows away. The nine other fastest dudes. (laughs) All right, before I let you go, which team had the best month? Dolphins, Broncos, Buccaneers, Browns, Raiders, other. Which team had the best month? Give them to me again. Dolphins, Broncos, Buccaneers, Browns who were introducing Deshaun Watson today, Raiders or other? Denver Broncos. I'm going I'm to say Denver Broncos. I'll tell you why. They had no quarterback for, what was it, six years, seven years? And they're going to have Russell Wilson more than likely. Oh, by the way, they're going to have to pay him yeah. so much money next year. It's not even funny. I know. I like but, how people go, we got Russ. I go, you still got to pay him about $50 million a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. He sees the Deshaun Watson contract. He sees the Aaron Rodgers deal. Yeah. I, the Broncos screwed that up, by the way. They should have gotten him signed when they traded him, like Devontae Adams, like Tyreek Hill. But that's a story for another day. But it's it's the Broncos. Look, it's huge for the Bucks franchise that Brady's back. I get that, right? But it's only going to be a year or two, we think. The Broncos should have Russell Wilson for the next decade. I mean – And I still believe he's a top 10 quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if we think he's still a top five quarterback. I think he played better last year than people realize. To go from not having a top 20 quarterback for a good six, seven years in Denver to having a probable top five guy for a decade uh, is a huge, huge swing. I guess you could say the same about Cleveland, but I, I can't I can't equate those two. I, I can't say what Cleveland did, especially with that. I, I just can't say that that's as good as what Denver did because, to me, there's still a decent amount of unknown with the Deshaun Watson situation. Have a great weekend. Always great to talk to you. Thanks for following the script today, Ross. Thank you for having me, Dan. You have a great weekend also. <laughs> That's Ross Tucker, CBS <laughs> Westwood One color analyst, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can follow him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Rick in South Carolina leads us off. Hi, Rick. What's on your mind? Hey, hey Dan. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, how are you? Good. So I, I know it's a day late, um, but I know mock headlines are coming our way. And, and I heard a commercial actually listening to the show that gave me an idea I wanted to, to run by it. And I know I can't sing before anyone says this. So. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so it's, um, here comes the mock. No, 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 no. Here comes the poem. I know it's so bad. Boom, 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 boom. Little Beatles. All right. right. Thank you, Rick. Very very little Beatles there. Okay. Still trying to come up with the mock headlines uh, theme song for Todd. Solid effort. Uh, Another Rick in South Carolina. Hey, Rick. Uh, Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Um, Listen to your uh, scripted things. You you just have to pardon my interrupting you this morning, but uh, I had an idea that possibly maybe in your first segment or the second, you could uh, take 22 minutes out and – you know, maybe have a scripted part so your writers, you know, can show off 
their talents uh, on your nominated uh, award show. Mm. Well, I got to get writers, Rick. That's the problem. You know, I got just to let you know, everybody here has another job here when the show ends. Everybody, you know, the big German directs the show. He also is outside when the uh, when it snows. He runs the building. Uh, Weeks, our cameraman, will also mow the grass. Marvin, who runs the board, also takes out the garbage. So everybody has a job here. We don't have writers here. What's Fritzy do after the show? Have a big lunch and take a nap. Yeah, okay. All right. Seton deals with all of our clients. I mean, you know, everybody has another job here, but we, we, don't, we don't have any writers. Yes, Todd. Did you like my line there with the lunch and the nap thing? I thought that was kind of clever. No, it, it, it's true. It's not clever. It's just true. I, I know it's true, but a lot of people think that because I don't eat lunch here with you guys, I go to a private place where I can just kind of pig out without being watched. But you do that. I do that. Yeah, you drive home, That's you stop a at a fast food place, and then you, then you go home. I've gotten a little better at that. Sometimes I'll have the fast food delivered instead of just going through the drive-thru. That's the best. Pay an extra for it. <laughs> Ted, Ted in Tampa. Long line sometimes. Ted in Tampa joins us. Hi, Ted. What's on your mind today? <laughs> How are you doing, Dan? Oh, great. Hey, Dan, uh, got a great uh, limerick jingle for you. Okay. Uh, it's to the Beatles, got to get you into my life, okay? Okay. Here's Ted in Tampa. Got to hear, got to hear Todd's new limerick. I heard the words. I got the rhyme. I'm just not sure what's in his mind now. Maybe a joke, maybe a pun. Sometimes the humor's hard to find now. Got to get Todd's new limerick. All right. Thank you, Ted. All right. Once again, proving that this show is not scripted, uh, but that's uh, Ted in Tampa. We'll take a break. Our play of the day is up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Shed dribbling inside half court. Comes to Edwards, right side, big three, got it! Dagger shot with 124 left to go. Back to a nine-point game as Edwards hits again from downtown. Courtesy of Westwood One Radio, Edwards has made 15 three-pointers during Houston's run to the Elite Eight. Most of any player in the tournament. That is your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by M-Drive. Jumpstart your morning with M-Drive Start. Convenient protein powder for driven guys. Gives you the energy and nutrition to keep up with your busy day. Find it at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. Paulie, what's it say on the script of what we're supposed to do now? Uh, ask Seton for poll results. Uh, make Ask for another poll. Seton doesn't have one. Mm. Um, 
joke, tease the Dave Roberts sound, then oh. make fun of Fritzy for something he did earlier this morning. Okay. Uh, Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, was on with us yesterday, and he, uh, he had a guarantee for the Dodgers this season. And he had a guarantee this season. It's frozen up, as we like to say in the business. So that Great uh, wine, though. Yeah. Great wine. Yeah. We, uh, we knew that was going to happen, but uh, we'll uh, bring that to you. So that kind of screws up the scripted segment that we had. Executed flawlessly right there. See, I told you not to script it. That's what happens. Screw things up here. Let's try it again. Here is Dave Roberts on uh, the Dodgers winning the World Series in 2022. We play a full season and there is a a postseason. Wait. We are winning the World Series in 2022. But I know where you're going with that. No. We're winning the World Series this year. Put it on record. You are winning the World Series. We are winning the World Series. That's our focus. That's our goal. All right. He could have sidestepped, but he didn't. But look, if I'm a, a manager and I'm confident in my team, all right, so what's the fallout if you don't win it? Oh, you said you guarantee. Okay, he believes in his team. I'm sure, you know, normally a manager or a coach doesn't say these things. Just because they don't want it brought up constantly, you know, the Dodgers end up on a four-game losing streak. Oh, you still feel like you can win the World Series? But I appreciate, you know, Dave making the guarantee. I mean, they expect it. Why not put it out there? That's why it was like when he said, well, if there's a full season and a postseason, and then I, I'm not sure where he was going with that, the possibility of not having a full season or a postseason. But I think he was saying, hey – if they have a full season, postseason, we're winning it all. And I thought, okay, let me ask it one more time because I thought maybe there was an asterisk by it. Yeah, Paul. Okay, so people on social media, especially out in Los Angeles, got a lot of play yesterday. You know the Dodgers are huge. Does this count in the guarantee category? Because I call, I saw a few people said Dave Roberts guarantees a Dodgers World Series. Okay. It felt like more like he was just saying, this is what we're doing. Is that Well, no, gar- he said, didn't he say write it down? Put it on record. If, if you're putting it on record, right, that feels like, to me, that's a guarantee. But I don't get caught up in these, you know, I, there's guys who guarantee things all the time. And if it doesn't happen, like, you're not held ac- accountable from the standpoint of what? You, you lose a, a, a limb or something? Or we're taking away the World Series trophy from a couple of years ago? Yeah, Seaton. But sometimes people say things and it really sticks with you, right? Like, remember Vince Young called them the Eagles a, a dream team? Yes. And somehow that got hung on Michael Vick, who didn't even say it. <laughs> oh, what happened to the dream team? I yeah. thought it was that. Yeah. I don't feel like Dave Roberts is going to get the, oh, what happened to guarantee? Well, we knew the Eagles weren't a dream team. And Vince Young wasn't even the starting quarterback. And that's one of those where, like, Vince, will you shut up? I got to go out there and be the quarterback here. Yeah, Paul. It does feel like Dave Roberts, you know, he had a couple times in his career where with the Dodgers, it felt like he wasn't going to make it to next season. Yeah. He feels like he's in the clear-ish with that team. Well, I think they're working on a contract extension for him. And maybe he feels like that contract extension is going to happen soon because he's guaranteeing a World Series. Yes, Tom. I still think there's, uh, I know you're not big on the Bolton board thing, but there's much more to be lost than gained by making that kind of guarantee. Why? I, I don't, I don't think that that would, you know, do I look at this and go, oh my 
God, the Yankees are going to try so hard to make sure they don't win the World Series. No, but if you're right with that prediction, it's like, wow, you said they were going to win and they did it. But there's just so much more baggage that comes with you saying that. And if they don't win, they won 106 games and still didn't win their division last year. You know, it's just it's tricky. Tricky to put that out there. All right, I'll play Dave Roberts. No, how about this? Let me turn it around. I'm going to ask you. Uh, do you think you're going to win the World Series this year? I feel very good about our team's chances. we got a great roster, and we're as good, if not better, than everybody else. But do you think you're going to win the World Series? I have every reason to believe that uh, we'll win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the, if the, barring, barring injuries, looking at my roster and what I've seen so far at spring training and uh, our capabilities over a 162-game season, I think we're, Man, we're right there. do you inspire confidence? Yes. Yeah, but why can't you be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I think we're going to win the World Series this year. Well, you can. It's just you got to be ready for the media or fans to be saying, oh, you know, and throw it back in your face. But the media is going to and fans are going to throw it back in your face regardless of what you say. If you say, yes, I think we're going to. Oh, it's a guarantee. If you say no, well, I don't know. Maybe we will. We have just as good a shot as anybody. Whoa, what about your confidence? (laughs) It doesn't matter what you say. Yes, Paul. I think Dave Roberts can say what he said yesterday because he has one now. He's got one in his pocket, so it's not like, okay, come on, you're talking smack because, you know, two years ago they got one. But also, I look at Eric Musselman in Arkansas. I don't think many people had Arkansas beating Gonzaga. Now, he can say, hey, I'm going to use this as motivation. Nobody thought that we could beat, nobody except for Dan Patrick thought we could beat Gonzaga. Like, he could say that, and it's probably factually correct. But it gives you sort of that hall pass to go into the next game the next round but you take out Gonzaga and that was you know as a nine and a half point underdog there but I have no problem with Dave Roberts saying I mean I'm glad you know if he said I don't I don't know if we're gonna win you know I feel I feel okay that we could win the World Series I don't know you know I don't get a good feeling about this team right now. <laughs> then then you get some headlines there. Yes, Todd. I think if you're a likable guy, and like Paul said, he's already won one, and his cadence wasn't – didn't, he didn't come across cocky in saying that. I think those are okay, all factors. Okay, would you love if Russell Wilson said, we're going to the Super Bowl this year? I prefer he not say that publicly. I don't think that's necessary. You can have that confidence in your locker room and, and all that, but I, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessary to tell the world that. You course, know, I, I think we're going to go 10-7 and seven this year. I don't want to say that, but I, I just I don't like when you put people on the spot and you're winning the whole thing. It's like, yes, Seton. But it's, you only say those things because you're asked that question. Like Dave Roberts didn't come on and be like, hey, by the way, before we start, I just want to say I guarantee we're winning the, Super Bowl, or the World Series next year. Wait, are you blaming me now? I'm kind of, you kind of did that to him, yeah. Okay. And that's your job. That was not in the script. Ah, that's what happens. One more item as we close out hour one. We got a big shipment in yesterday. Big shipment in the day before. Today, after the show, it's a big day because we get our Love Sack sectional with Stealth Tech all hooked up. And that means the world's most adaptable couch is going to be here in the man cave with that Stealth Tech. The system, man, it blew me away. The brilliant design. They have fabric-specific, layout-specific tuning. And that audio that you're going to have, I mean, you can feel it coming through the couch. Lovesack Stealth Tech includes 5.1 Dolby Digital Surround Sound by Harman Kardon. Convenient wireless charging. You can just put your phone on the uh, side of the couch. It'll charge up. Lovesack Stealth Tech app. 
you got to make sure you experience it through that. Adjust volume levels, create, save your own custom sound profiles. Lovesack, the world's most adaptable couch. Lovesack and Stealth Tech on lovesac.com.